Mmm, donuts. <laughs> uh, welcome to the program. We've got a, a box of donuts to kick off the program. Is it probably first question right off the top? This wasn't part of the production meeting. What is too early to eat a donut? Like, what's the earliest you can eat a donut? Tradies, can you pick up a pink donut? We've got donuts from uh, Frankie and Co. from the Canterbury-Bankstown Bulldogs launch last night. Frankie and Co. Um, and there are a few grounds around Sydney, and they've even got the blue and white um, donuts. And, James, you couldn't be at the function last night, so I've got you. James Magnuson in the house, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, in for Brandy today. Big round of applause. Thank you, Vossi. I, I was funny one last night. I, I gave mm. the reason that I couldn't go yeah. to, to, to the season opening last night, yeah. that I had breakfast radio the next day. Yeah, the Sure enough. Athlete. Who's the host of the show? Yeah. <laughs> Must have been a wild night. I was sitting yeah. at home in Bondi and we were getting lashed by a storm and I was thinking, this was meant to be on the pitch at Belmore, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. And it was. Where'd they have and it? Marquee? Was. Big, giant marquee. Um, ladies and gentlemen, uh, so the, a lot of launches are happening at the moment. This is the week to do it. I think Newcastle did theirs last night too. So last night, the Bulldogs, hardworking team there, and they really are a great team behind the scenes. And their plan was, and they put up the giant marquee and there were going to be, you know, bar tables and pizza, wood-fired pizza oven. When they set up the marquee the previous day, 32 degrees, oh, geez, it's going to be hot in this marquee. (laughs) And that was the least of their problems. The storm that hit not once, twice, but probably three times, mate, there was water absolutely hosing down off it. There are wires everywhere. I mean, I opened my, you know, it gave me an opening line. I said, we're, we've only got an hour to live, so let's make this a good hour. Because I thought we were all going to go up and smoke the lightning and the whole show. And on stage, there was a drip. There was a couple of drips, like not the yeah. not the bloke's talking. Um, <laughs> there, there was water coming down, and I'm thinking, wouldn't this be something if suddenly, you know, the it, it, the dam bursts on the net, like when Gus gets up yeah. there or when the players are out there announced? Because they had all 31 players on stage, and gee, it was a good night. Um, the, the, the Bulldogs... And I stand by this statement, uh, and, and maybe it's for talkback reaction. There are fans as passionate as Bulldogs fans, but mm-hmm. I don't think there's any fans more passionate than the genuine Bulldog fan. Yeah. James, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm talking to one of the flock here, <laughs> but would you agree with that oh, statement? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Well, I had, I think it was 7,500 at the trial game at Belmore on the weekend. Uh I'm in a bunch of like the the chat forums and stuff yeah, for Bulldogs yeah. fans. Oof, boy, some passionate fans. I reckon a close second would be St. George. St. George are very passionate fans. The Steelers as well. fans or the Dragons? Like, like <laughs> the St. George Dragon fans or the Illawarra Steelers fans? I'm thinking the St. George. I ones. reckon the yeah, I reckon the Illawarra Steelers section of the merger they chill. Yeah, a bit more chill. A bit highly strung. The Ben Rossleys of the world, our producer and his dad, and all those <laughs> Dragons ones. Yeah, a feral lot. Um, I. I I, I do think that if yeah, you know, if passion and love and hard work, if they were the ingredients, if, if they were the sole ingredients for success, mm. Canterbury's across the line this year to be a you know a contender. Um, but in the, I think there's a lot of work. I just don't know, James. I'm, I'm looking at the squad last night. Um, you know, big Villy Army kick out there and Reed Marnie and. Matt Burton's now an international, you know, the Foxes there. You know, they've got these elements. Yeah. Will it all come together? I just don't know. I, I, it's almost like I need a little more thinking time on the Bulldogs. Yeah, it's a tough one because there's probably still a few gaps in that roster. Mm. Obviously, Stephen Crichton fills one of those gaps next year at fullback, although I'm not as confident after watching the World Club Challenge. 
But uh, there's probably still a few gaps in the roster. But I think the one thing we've got as Bulldogs fans is hope. You know, all those players you mentioned, we've got genuine stars in the team, which we've been missing for the best part of a decade now. So there's a lot of hope around. And anything from, a say, 10th up would be an exciting season for us because it means we're in the hunt for the top eight. Mm. I, I think too, um, and it's probably the case with a, a few clubs, I think they also need a few, um, if you will, relative unknowns come through. So yeah. players like this, this Jake Preston, who looks really good. Yes. I, they need a few of those to emerge this year yep. if, if, if their development is fast-tracked. You know, someone like Bailey Biondiodo, if he develops now yeah. with another off-season under his yep. belt and becomes the player they think he can be, yep. if that can be this year, that could be the element that gets them to finals contention. Have you say, Bulldogs fans, and... Those fans, if you were there last night in the storm and all the rest, um, <laughs> what, what do you really think about your hopes for your team? Is it just hope or are you super confident? one 1170 is the Motorola open line. And, uh, of course, you can check out the latest smartphones from motorola.com.au. You can also get us on the text line 0457 736 uh, 736. On that note, Cameron Serraldo will be a special guest of ours after 8 o'clock, the Canterbury Coach, um, I think a lot of people at the function because there haven't been functions um, for a long time. You know, like COVID mm. launch season launches, award nights on hold. A lot of people were seeing Cameron Serrato on the flesh for the first time. You know what they all said? He's a tall bastard. <laughs> like, like that's the two, that's all. He. He's a big. I always knew he was tall, and but when they see him on stage, they don't realise that they got. He's bigger than. He's taller than Viliami Kickout. Is he? Yeah. Oh wow, that's right. uh, that is tall. One one thing. This is uh, my girlfriend commented on this. So she loved Trent Barrett. Mm. She was very excited that the Bulldogs had the best looking coach in the NRL. Yeah. Right. And I said, well, in Cameron Serrato, you've probably, and, and Trent Barrett's no longer a head coach, you've probably almost got the best-looking coach again. He's a decent-looking guy. What's he like in the flesh? Well, James, this is your story. <laughs> <laughs> Don't throw me I under the bus. I haven't met on, him in the flesh. On but... romances. No, I think he looks a bit like Johnny Knoxville from Jackass. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> I'm Johnny Knoxville, <laughs> and welcome to Jackass. <laughs> <laughs> but no, he's, no, he is very he's good. good. And he's good dude. to talk football with, too, and, and, and straight away engaging um, a, a little in the conversation, uh, a little Trent Robinson esque. You can really mm. see he loves the job, and and uh, and a little bit behind the scenes. And I won't even divulge what's some of the inner sanctum stuff that I I yeah. saw that some of the things that he's spoken about to the club. But yeah, what, I'll just sum it up by saying, very big on the history of the club and yeah. and letting the players know and new recruits know to tap into this, you know, understand where we've come from, where this yeah. this entire club has come from, yep. appreciate the area and, and the diverse range of religions and cultures and heritage that they stand for. It is a, a slightly unique club in, in that way and Cameron wants them to embrace that. That's a key element of um, of him being the Canterbury coach. And I, and I, like I heard it. the whole story, Michelle Bishop with Sports Updates, Phil Gould got up. It was the last speaker last night. Wow. You know, like the best storyteller of all time. Yeah. He told the story of signing Cameron Serraldo in full, blow by blow, and the signing of Josh Reynolds. And it, it brought the house down. Like, oh, there's really? A, there's yeah, a lot yeah. of laughs around the Josh Reynolds story, and oh, I might I just check in with Cameron Serraldo later. Now, just on the rugby league news, James, good luck to anyone who earns coin in rugby league. You know, don't begrudge any player earning as much as they can. In the bigger picture, is Mitchell Moses worth 1.25 million a season because that's what was that's what's being reported today that he has knocked back 
a $5.2 million offer from the Tigers um, uh, to, to basically seal a long-term, which will be his last deal, you would think, in the NRL, yep. with Parramatta getting about $1.25 million a season. It's huge money. Look, do, do I would I pay that for him at my club? Probably not. But I did see an article the other day saying that uh, Kalen Ponga's contract's gone up to almost 1.4, I think, with mm. this with the new salary cap. So based off that, maybe it's it's huge money. And what does it make the rest of your salary cap mm. look like? Do they have the money then to keep um, Dylan Brown long-term? I, I wouldn't pay him 1.25. Yeah. I wouldn't, no. But I well, think it's it's almost a false economy when you've got the Tigers offering 5.2. That's crazy money. But, see, halfbacks are our, are our quarterbacks, like they the are. NFL quarterbacks. Um, right now, and this is the first challenge for the listeners this morning, put down on paper your pecking order for our quarterbacks, for our halfbacks in the competition. Where do you rank it? So we've got, like, Cleary. Cleary, DCE, went away as the halfbacks on the World Cup tour. Ben Hunt went away but essentially played... Hooker, yeah. Um, Nico Hines is our Dally M Player of the Year, but put him in order. So if you if you had to rank the halfbacks right now, yeah. And and I'm, I'll I'll go out on a limb and say this: they're getting massive coin. If only you could go back to the era where we had Sturlow, Mortimer, Ricky Stewart. There were all these halfbacks. How much would yeah. they have been worth? Because oh, yeah. you know, with the greatest of respect, Sturlow greater than. Mitchell Moses, um, yep. Ricky Stewart, as good as any halfback we have now, and I no apologies for saying that. Turvey, just you know, sensational. We had so many mm. great halfbacks. It was a, an amazing era. Um, how much would they be worth? So, what's your pecking order for halfbacks? Okay, so I go in the competition: Cleary, mm. Hunt, Jerome Hughes, Mitch Moses fourth, DCE fifth. There's my order. Okay. I think I think Jerome Hughes is probably the most improved out of that list. I thought he did a really good job both for the Storm and for the uh, New Zealand yeah. international side. Yeah. Um, ben Hunt speaks for himself, can play a number of positions, but I think he had one of his best years at St. George. I think at any other team, we'd be talking about him a lot more. Mm. Mitch Moses, I'm impressed with him, but for 1.25, I want a genuine... Premiership winning halfback who's also yeah. played a stack of rep football. Goal kicker helps. Yeah, he's, yeah, he's he, a good he's goal He's a very kicker. streaky goal kicker. And he gets on a streaky. He yeah. bangs together, you know, 20, 20 plus in a row. So you can have you say about that. Um, other league news today, uh, season launch off. They were hoping to do a bit of a get together, all the captains, you know, the photo on Thursday. Uh, so that sort of makes us a little more worried about the threat of, well, if you're not confident that you can get the players, any players to a launch this Thursday, are you confident in a week's time we're not going to have dramas mm. for the actual kickoff to the season? So a bit of dramas there. Uh, we've also got Michaeli Ravalawa and Zane Musgrove, the two Dragons players, hit by fines. Won't miss any games for their um, their mudgy brouhaha. Um, Ravalawa told his family and Dragons officials that he had consumed too much to have any recollection of the incident. Nothing. Mm. I think it needs to be like the hangover. We need the, you know, the last scene in hangover number one where they yeah. go to the photos and yeah. it's got all the way through and they're with Mike Tyson's tiger and they're doing all sorts of things. So maybe, of, maybe there's a, there's some photos that we can put the, put together for Ravalawa. A lot of wrestling this off season. Jack yeah. White and Latrell gave it a yeah. nudge. Now Zay Musgrove and uh, Michaele Ravalawa. I think yeah. they're just trying to find the pecking order. Yeah. Where do you sit on the hierarchy? Uh, I reckon I reckon Ravalawa would have Musgrove in a wrestle. Yeah, all right. I'm just I'm just trying to picture 
you know, uh, they're out there at Mudgee and, and you know, Ravalawa's walking down the main street with a cow or something. Left out <laughs> of a is there some sort of, is there more to come out of this? Is something going to come out? Anyway, we'll, we'll see how that lands. Dave Warner, has he played his last test? I think so. There's a question. Yeah. Comes home from India. Has he played his last test? You've locked it in, Eddie. I think so. I mean, those first those first few innings over there in India were anything but impressive. Now the injury, there was the elbow, there's the concussion. Um, I, if I was him, I'd just be going back to the shorter form, you know, have a bit of a farewell tour in the T20s, call it a day. Money's not an issue. It can't be enjoyable when your form mm. is, is sort of sliding like that. And he's got a young family at home. Every time he's overseas traveling, it must be tough on them. I'd be... I'd be pulling up stumps. You think pulling up stumps, right? Okay. Mm. Well, what's the most likely scenario? Warner. Okay, there's three options. Warner gets picked again. Warner gets dropped. Or Warner, as you say, makes his own call and Which says, is the best that's the three, it. right? What's going to happen? What's yeah. going to happen after coming home from um, from India? Uh, Sheffield Chill Cricket, uh, New South Wales against Queensland in Brisbane. Um, not not the the best of days, not the worst of days. Uh, Blues lost wickets at regular intervals. They were five for one seventy three at T. Uh, won the toss and elected to bowl. Did get through to nine for three hundred and eleven. Thanks to Matthew Gilks ninety four of one hundred and sixty and Chris Green fifty two of sixty nine. So um, that was a great uh, effort down uh, the order there. Uh, Sydney King stars Avi Cooks dominated the awards last night, collecting three of the six player awards on offer. Um, no surprise at that. The MVP, the Members Player of the Year and the Players Player of the Year. Um, Cooks has revealed he's had multiple discussions with NBA scouts over the past couple of months. As much as Kings fans would hate to lose him, it would be also with their blessing and you'd be following his progress in the NBA. What a, what a superstar he's developed into. Mm. And you still haven't been to Kings game. Are you going to go one of the games, best of five, the potentially three games you can pick from, James? Something. Potentially. Potentially. Mm. It depends, you know, with this weather and everything, it, you know, it could... Throw a spinner in the works. <laughs> and, and and away from sport, Ed Sheeran has been described as the most, quote, down-to-earth celebrity. After boarding a commercial Virgin Australia flight from Sydney to Ballina on Monday, Sheeran mm. shunned the traditional private jet route many musicians take while on tour, opting instead to travel with the masses, just with a little backpack on his back. And there's no business class in a flight to Ballina. No. You know, and you're a Port Macquarie boy, you'd know what it's like flying. If I've got that much coin, I'm flying private all around the mm. world. Sydney to Ballin, I reckon he would have been going up to Byron Bay. Um, should have checked his backpack, I reckon. Stop. Oh, <laughs> there we go. Ryden's lawyers, come on down. Uh, Sue James Mankinson. Um, okay, get on the phones. Motorola open line, one 1170 Text 0457 736 736. On a Wednesday, it is breakfast with Vossi and the man who just tosses 170K around the gym like it's, you know. Eh? What about those videos you've been posting, James? What's going on there? Yeah. What are you up to? What weight? What are we up to? My body weight. No, no, the weight you're throwing around, the tossing around, the big oh, It depends what I'm doing. I can throw around 200 on a good day. 200? Yeah. 200 K. There we go. No pain, no pain. Uh, it is 19 and a half minutes after six in New South Wales, 19 and a half after five in Queensland. We're broadcasting right across the SEN network, including our studios here in Sydney, 1170 AM. Vossi and Brandy here. Hope you enjoyed this podcast. Don't forget, you can listen live to the show every weekday morning from 6 till 9. Tune in through 11.70am in Sydney or anywhere in the world through the SEN app.